Show. Welcome to it. Glad you're here. The Attorney General of New York forced to resign over allegations of uh, rough stuff with women. Here he is in a tape. The head slap was to do two purposes. One was to give myself an initial head start on the pass rush. In other words, an extra step. Because anytime you go upside a man's head or a woman, then they have a tendency to blink their eyes or close their eyes, and that was all I needed. That's actually legendary NFL star Deacon Jones <laughs> in an attempt to be political, politically correct, I think. So he was okay. So he was not advocating or being okay with violence against women. He's trying to say, or if a woman's playing in the NFL, which has never happened. I, I think if you slap a man upside the head or a woman, certainly, uh, who have an equal right to be in the workplace, uh, they, they'll blink their eyes. It was a misguided attempt at equality, I feel. There you yes. go. Yes, and well done, Deacon. But so, yeah, that Attorney General of New York who has resigned and resigned a couple hours after the stories came out was uh, is a, jeez, uh, a real looney tune. Oh, he's, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a, a porn-addicted, drunk woman-hater. He's among the craziest of all the people that have come out during this whole hashtag MeToo thing. Certainly the most violent um, and... And once again, one of the leaders of the Up With Women, hashtag Me Too, finally women are getting their say movement. Right. Out and proud on that, uh, did he that li- score. Did he live every day of his life wondering, when am I going to get caught? Or did he just, de- are, are these people in, de- I've wondered this all along about all these people. Are they de- de- in denial? They're like OJ. They don't even believe they're actually doing this? Their Their brains are so compartmentalized? I don't know. I don't know, and and whenever it's sex stuff, it's it's extra compartmentalized because we all kind of compartmentalize our sex lives. I mean, you don't you don't deal with it at work, you don't deal with it while you're at a store. You wait till you're doing it, and then you know, then let's get it on. But I read uh, this. Uh, who? Where was it? I can't remember. A woman was writing this uh, this article about young men and sex and how so many of them have had their normal view of what's normal sex shaped by porn and porn addiction or whatever and there are things that happen in porns that like happen a lot she cited that like one woman in a hundred wants um if that and you got guys thinking every woman wants it and if she doesn't there's something wrong with her and one of the things she cited was really rough sex that happens in a lot of porns, she God, says. I, I, so, I, I've never understood the appeal of that. But No, I mean, listen, you want a little spanky play or something like that? I don't know, who am I to judge? But, I mean, the really rough, exploitive... No. Ah, yeah, it's troubling to me. Really yeah, troubling. very. Anyway. Not sexy, in my opinion. No, it's mostly just sickening. Um, but this guy was obviously... That's why I keep saying he's a porn addict. Because, have you know, having read that, I think she nailed it. I think he's just... And he granted he's not a young guy; he's in his sixties. But he's a drunk woman hating, just porn at it. And then the other end of because you have to take a look at the psychology on this end too, and it's it's confusing to me. It's clearly a thing. But this girlfriend that came forward yesterday and was quoted a lot in the media, she was his girlfriend for years after this began. She dumped him immediately that night. They had sex. He smacked her through on the bed, was choking her. She she was, like, kicking him to try to get him off. She thought she was going to die. Wow. She said, "This it's over, and she left. Didn't yeah. call the police, but declared it over. Then, well, I'm sure he called and said, listen, I I thought you were giving me signals, signals that you liked the rough sex, so I'm sorry. Never again, blah, blah, blah. 
They but got back he together. He did it again. They broke up. And this went on for ye- a couple of years. Yeah. That's just interesting psychology. Sure. sure I think yeah. most of us think I would never do that, but people do. Yeah. Yeah. A little potpourri of topics here. First of all, Michael uh, had a brush with death when a tanker truck almost um, changed lanes on top of him. Yeah. Started uh, closing in on me. Jeff, the trucker, wanted to point out a couple of things. And he says... Um, uh, the tanker might not have seen him, can't justify him, just wanted you to know that, because he drives, that if you turn on your blinker, six people behind you speed up so you can't get over. Wow. Happens all the time. Well, I do the exact opposite. All the time. I slow down and flash in my lights. Come on right, over. Right, right. And you get the uh, courteous uh, brake light flash uh, in return. But that's people who know how to drive, which most people don't. Um. Also, uh, were you in his blind spot, Michael? If you can't see me, I can't see you. You try not to be, because you know how to drive. You're a courteous man in every way. Ladies and gentlemen, Michelangelo. Yeah, if you're behind a truck and you can't see their mirrors, they have no idea you're there. Right. Yep. Um, uh, We got a bunch of responses to our discussion. Do do, uh, more semi-trucks have back some sort of camera on them now? I don't even know. I don't I would think that's going to be technology someday. I'd imagine it's available. I have no idea if 1% or 10% or 100% have it, but uh, good point. Um, got a lot of reaction to our discussion of homelessness on the West Coast yesterday, where, I mean, a quarter of the homeless live in California, right? A quarter? I thought it was one out of three. Uh, it's tough to count them. They keep moving. Anyway, uh, it's a hell that of a lot. That is true. <clears throat> a lot of your statistics about homelessness are either completely made up to an advancing agenda or the, uh, the um, methodology is pretty weak because yeah. it's just hard to count. Yeah, it's a, there, it is a real challenge for the census, for instance, to be serious for a moment about it. But <clears throat> and if, I, I'd imagine if you add Seattle, Metro Seattle and Metro Portland to um, those numbers um, and a couple other cities in, in Washington and Oregon, I'll bet you'd, you'd definitely come up with a third to 40 percent of the homeless people in the country, which is not a coincidence. But we got a lot of emails about it, including uh, David. Um, solution number one, the California National Guard has armories in almost every city of size. They have manpower, trucks, buses, kitchens, bathrooms, plus we already pay them. I was in for six years and never did anything constructive. So deal with them, help have the National Guard deal with homeless in some way. Um, solution two, ever heard of Christiania in Copenhagen, Denmark? I don't think I had. Mm Mm-hmm. It is a self-proclaimed autonomous anarchist district of about a thousand residents right in town with a bus stop at the front gate. When we visited, we didn't see any police or authorities, mostly just high drunk residents seemingly content. Maybe fence off part of Golden Gate Park or the Presidio. That's innovative. Well, as I said yesterday, the, the, the clearly what you need to do is you need to figure out what percentage are drug addicts, what percent are mentally ill, what percent don't want to function in society. Every discussion ought to start with that. Until you do that, there's no point in talking about it, really. Yeah, yeah although I know... Because we don't know what we're discussing. Yeah, some people who are of the housing first philosophy, because it's a stabilizing influence once you have an address and can... Take phone calls and the rest of it. Then you can start getting a job. You can get counseling. Blah, blah, How blah. long do you give them to do that? Well, see, that's the thing. If they fail that test, you got to figure out, are they mentally ill or just don't give a damn? And even if and they... It, I want to make this... I'm not trying to be a naysayer, but 
It's saying a, nay a lot. It's damn near impossible. Okay, so you decide they're mentally ill. Well, you can't make them go anywhere or take any drugs or anything like that. You right. decide they're drug addicts or drunks. You can't make them go anywhere. Or So what are you going to do then? Right. Okay, so we figured out half of them are mentally ill. Unless they voluntarily, unless they're so crazy it can be committed by the state. But you've got to be really, really crazy for that from right. what I understand. And then there's got to be room for you. And there's got to be some place to go. But that's assuming we have some place to go. How are you even going to get them there? You know, that's a great example. And this is stuff for probably not a morning radio show, but there is no good solution to a lot of things that plague societies. And one side advocates their solution for a while, and it's abhorrent. And the society decides it's so abhorrent, like the old mental uh, hospital system, which was abhorrent. Um, They decide, no, we can't do that anymore. We've got to err to this side, and we err to this side. And it's absolutely abhorrent. You have crazy people who can't get uh, help. They live miserable lives. They're freezing cold, whatever. They're self-medicating. And we just we never find a good solution. We just veer back and forth. Tens of thousands of, of mentally ill people roaming the streets. It's not a great idea. How do you deny them their liberty? There you go. Back to the conundrum. Well, if, and, and, and again, is that 80% of the homeless population or 15%? I don't actually have the slightest idea. Right. Long-time listener, first-time emailer, blah, 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 blah. couldn't believe how wrong your journalist was on the root cause of the problem with homelessness. Uh, he, he mentioned that you know housing had gotten so ex- expensive on the West Coast that homelessness had skyrocketed. I think it's a factor. It's, it's, you know, it's not a non-factor, but it's not the factor. Anyway, I uh, used to live in Orange County. Uh, I've seen the true causes for the homeless crisis. First off, I want to say it's not gentrification, soaring rental costs. These aren't people who have lost their jobs and can no longer afford high rent or down on their luck like the media presents. A few of them are, but if it's just a few of them, that's not a root cause. So I see your point. These are criminals and drug addicts that don't want to help. Or don't want help. I'm sorry. Normal people who can no longer afford rent don't go live on the streets. They move to where you can afford to live, pure and simple. Um, people don't have a right to live or you can't afford to live just because you like it there. I don't know. Again, I, I am only guessing. I have nothing to back this up, but I think there's a, a bigger chunk of the population than a lot of people are willing to believe just don't want to play by the rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Biggest problem I've seen is these rehab clinics shipping people here from out of state. He's in Texas now and giving the 90-day treatment plans generously paid by our tax dollars. Thanks, Obama. Then kick them out to the street where uh, once their insurance runs dry. It's a complete scam. Next is government moonbeams prison reform nonsense where people no longer go to jail or rehab over drug offenses, which has flooded the streets with homeless and criminals. Most of these people don't want help. They just want to live in a society where they don't have any rules or responsibilities, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know. I'm willing to listen with an open mind and an open heart to all the facets of this thing and try to come up with a policy uh, uh, you know, plan to deal with it, but I'm not very optimistic. Well, how could you until you know what you're dealing with? How, how could you possibly well, solve I've it? I've already saluted the Jack test as the necessary first step. But, I, I will erect a statue to you <laughs> in my city's finest park. But is anybody ever going to do that? No. I don't even know yes, if you could. Actually, yes. People have tried. I'm not even sure you could. So the well, now one, you're giving up. Well, so the one thing you have to do before you can fix homelessness is figure out why the, you're homeless. <laughs> before you can solve the problem, you ought to know what the problem is. And there's yes. no way to figure out what the problem is. I think you could. It'd be pretty hard. It'd be really and expensive. expensive. But yeah. what we're doing now is very expensive. And practically, well, it's not practically useless. It's done a lot of people a lot of good, but not enough, obviously.
I'm but looking I around you downtown, many places I live, it's not doing any good. It's getting worse for the society. Yes. For the people who are functioning in society, it's getting much worse. In the places where the utopian view of homelessness has taken hold, which is why a huge percentage of homeless people are on the progressive cities of the West Coast. It's not weather. You hear that a lot. I mean, there's some percentage of it that is, but it's, it's just not true. There are not nearly so many homeless people in Texas, for instance. Or Louisiana, where they have lovely weather until the hurricanes come. Uh, but anyway, um, I'd, I'd love to see that study done and uh, and figure out what to do about it. But there's no will to make the tough decisions because the utopian view is, is taking hold you would in the need, West. You'd need a bunch of money. You'd have to, god dang near, fence off a city to keep the population still for a little while to figure huh. out who's got what while people aren't coming and going. I mean, you couldn't do it over a year. There'd be too many people passing through. I'm not sure that would give you an accurate. And then you'd have to have somebody do it that doesn't have an agenda. So they actually right. come up with the, 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 real, the real answer. If you gave me 500 people I could carefully train and screen and then sent them out en masse over the course of a week, I think I could get you enough data okay. in San Francisco. Then I'd go to, to Portland throw some and wrenches Seattle. into this? You want me to throw some wrenches into wrench this? Wrench chucker. Go ahead. Well, I'll do it when no, we come back. I can back. take it. I can take your wrench. I'll throw some wrenches into that when we come back. And I'm not trying just to be a might as well say F it. I don't want to say F it because it's terrible. Trust, uh, trust me, a uh, Phillips screwdriver and a couple of uh, sockets as well. I'll tell you about our idea for a radio promotion. I don't think you'll agree to. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Trump could plead the fifth, which will backfire when he's like, I plead the fifth, so I won't be talking, period. End of story, starting now. When I say go, which is almost this moment, right here, I'm done. Not another word. My lips are sealed. Tweet. (laughs) I had to. My oldest son's like that. Why don't you just stop talking? I'm going to see if you can stop talking for two minutes. <laughs> okay, I'll do it. Let's start right now. Let's go. I think I'm pretty sure I can do it. I mean, I'm, I've been Beautiful. thinking about it a lot, and I think I can do it. <laughs> so uh, eventually this hour, if we get a chance, I'm going to do some cold-hearted union busting. Strike going on at the University of California hospital system. But, mm. uh, you know, unions flexing their muscles, trying to get what they want, and they get to. So, Although, yeah. More on that later. So homelessness across the United States last year was down, except for West Coast cities, where it was up. Um, and uh, it's becoming a bigger, bigger problem for the West Coast. And we've been talking about, um, as have lots of cities and city city council meetings and this and that, and law enforcement, everybody trying to, trying to come up with a solution. As utopian wishes butt up against cold reality. Even places like Berkeley are like, all right, enough. Even though we don't really know what we're talking about because we don't have any idea 
how many people are drug addicts, how many people are crazy, and how many people are just F-ups. Yeah. Who really have no interest in getting lack their of, together. Lack of character is a thing. Sure. And You're if, bad at being a person. Don't pretend those people don't exist. Or don't care enough to be a person. If that right. person doesn't care enough, what is my responsibility as a taxpayer to help them out? I don't have any. And do they get to hang around my downtown and, you know, I have to step over them to go into the bank or whatever. So uh, we've never nailed that down as a society. And then you, you say that you could do that. And here's why I think it would be so challenging. Yeah, I think if I were to sign, send out an army of 500 carefully recruited, uh, earnest young people with a specific list of questions and gather that data, I think I could get a decent sense of what we're dealing with. Well, it would take several weeks and a hell of a lot of money. One of the problems would be um, diagnosing mental illness is not easy. You certainly you ask <clears throat> you ask a ton of people who are mentally ill if they're mentally ill, they'd say no. Right. And then how are you going to diagnose them? You'd have to actually get him into maybe maybe multiple appointments. Uh, not not true. Not anymore. I've been working at home uh, very hard on developing the Joe Getty quirky scale, in which one is very mainstream, very earnest, very easily to take it. A transparent person, moving up through like uh, likes to paint pictures on the weekend to. Plays in a full costumed metal band <laughs> to thinks there are bugs on him, clear to the government's listening to me through the tag in my underpants. Right. And if you are four or above on the quirky scale, well, then we take a closer look. Then you go out and you ask a whole bunch of drunks and drug addicts whether the drunks are drug addicts. Some of them know they are, but an awful lot of them don't or yeah. are going to say they aren't. And then what do you do with that? And some of them are drug addicts because they're crazy and they're self medicating. It's the only way that they can deal with the, their terrors. So, yeah, yeah, you're right. It'd be hard as hell. But really, any solution, well, I don't want to give up, but any Are solution. Are you an alcoholic? That, no. Okay, now what do I do? That's no on the box. <laughs> Moving along. Yeah. Are you crazy? <laughs> no. Hmm. You're still homeless. Now what do I do with you? Right. Well, if they say no to all those things, I say, well, I'm sorry, you got to get your act together. Then I'm not giving you any money. So I suppose people start saying yes so they could get the money, right, or get something. Well, yeah, but then they're ambitious enough to want to be home, I guess. It's got to be a transitional thing, though. I mean, if it's not a transitional thing, then it's just, uh, and we're not talking about the mentally ill here, the clearly mentally ill. Um, Then it's just a gift. Okay, I'm willing to try You're it. You're too lazy, stupid, and irresponsible to home yourself, so we'll do it for you. I'd rather not try it in my town with my taxpayer money, but I'm willing for some town to try it, where you just put them all in housing. And see what happens. Where are you going to build that house? I'm not <laughs> optimistic that it would work. Right. But some of you have been claiming it for so long, I'd like to try it to be proved right. Well, and part of our discussion the other day was the where and who pays for it is practically unanswerable. Oh, sure. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? New York Times reporting Trump's Iran decision has been leaked. And we've got new risks surrounding concussions, even minor ones, coming up. So the Attorney General of New York State, who has resigned, now that we know he's the kind of guy that beats up whoever he's having sex with, allegedly, two of the women have said today that he threatened to kill them if if they told anybody. Great. Two of them have said that. 
This great progressive defender of women made his uh, recent career on it. Yeah, the New York Times, good for them, has a whole bunch of his uh, most over-the-top quotes about, finally, women are getting their say, and I want to be part of that, you know, crap. Great. While he's acting like this, threatening to kill people. Unbelievable. Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, President Trump has told the French president he is planning to withdraw from the Iran nuclear agreement. The New York Times says Trump broke the news to Emmanuel Macron over the phone this morning. The Times adds Trump told Macron he plans to reinstate all of the sanctions on Iran that had been waived as part of the deal and will impose new economic penalties. Trump's decision is expected to be announced officially later on this morning. So Europe is going to say, no, we're still in the deal. We have no interest in that. Right. And then what do we do? Do we punish our European allies if any of their businesses or governments do business with Iran? So you got a choice of two things. Number one, punishing our allies and driving an enormous wedge right. between us and them. That would just not work. Or two, making our sanctions practically useless. Just dumb. Just hurt American companies. They just wouldn't have a, any effect yeah, on Iran. Just a gesture. Yeah, it's just a gesture. This doesn't make any sense at all. Well, Iran hasn't made clear how to respond to the U.S. pulling out, but the President Rouhani now says Iran could stick with the agreement as long as the European Union sticks with it as well. So as long as uh, Europe uh, says, no, nah, no, we'll still... Uh, uh, you know, agree to the uh, deal. Iran yeah, say th- that'll be fine. They're on the phone right now with the bankers in London and Berlin mm-hmm. saying, hey, can we get our checks cleared and the rest of it through you guys? Yeah, no problem. Okay, fine. Right. Nothing has really changed for them. Right. Meanwhile, story out. President Trump about to tell his lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, to take a seat when it comes to giving TV interviews. A couple of people familiar with the president's thinking say Trump is getting increasingly irritated with Giuliani's frequently off-message media blitz. This is either true or completely not true. Yes. Who knows? Yes. The uh, two sources say that, among other things, Trump, who has denied an affair with porn actress Stormy Daniels, was angry Giuliani had given the impression that other women may have made similar charges of infidelity that was a crazy thing for rudy to say but so you got the craziness of trump in his own mind and then some of the people he hires then you've got the craziness of the media who will run stories on anonymous sources that's that turn out sometimes to not be true pretty frequently yeah so what are you supposed to do with this and who's to blame i mean if you're going to run a story says he's really unhappy with rudy says who is, an, is a reasonable question. Says these people who won't go on the record. Maybe okay. Chief of Staff General Kelly, who's been gone for well over a year now, right. based on every <laughs> right. story. Or, or former Attorney General Jeff Sessions, right. who got booted so many times. Right. He's quit four times, too. Indeed. California voters get to check out the top six polling candidates running for governor tonight. First debate's going to be at 6.30 from San Jose's California Theater. It's going to be moderated by NBC's Chuck Todd. Sleepy eyes, Chuck Todd. What a sleeping son of a bitch. Low energy. Please, you'll probably fall asleep during the debate. (laughs) Oh, by the way, that's one of the charges that they were saying. Sleeping son of a bitch. (laughs) Wow. The president said said that. Yes, he did. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, see if you can find that clip, because that's a good one. Um, uh, So I'm watching uh, Joe Scarborough this morning on MSNBC, and he said he had personal knowledge that... Trump didn't hire Rudy to be attorney general or any of those jobs because he felt like Rudy had lost a step and that Rudy had fallen asleep in meetings and was drunk a lot. Oh, boy. Taking a nap. Oh, boy. Wow. That's not good. So, I don't know. You're not going to make him the AG. 
So you're going to make him your personal lawyer to get yeah, you out of a right. jam to keep you from getting impeached? Well, it's a PR campaign more than anything. Well, still. There's a lot of people to hire. He's a counterpuncher. That's true. New study finds concussions increase the risk of dementia. San Francisco medical researchers find even mild head trauma is doubling the chance dementia will develop later in life. UC San Francisco and San Francisco VA scientists found the brain injuries are more potentially debilitating than previously thought, even in people who suffer milder trauma without losing consciousness. That is something they are saying nobody has ever shown before and adds to the concern about concussions in sports. Well, okay, that, you know, okay, that's interesting. But the other part of it, okay, I I wasn't trying to get concussions before. (laughs) I mean, I've been trying to avoid them my whole life. Yeah. Blows to the head. My word. (laughs) I've been trying to avoid blows to the head my entire life. Hell yeah. So Unsuccessfully. I will continue to try to do that. A show now headed by Sleepy Eyes Chuck Todd. He's a sleeping son of a bitch, I'll tell you. <laughs> that is one of the strangest things he's ever said, which is is a statement. I love that I'm alive right now. <laughs> that Amen. So, that's such a crazy thing to say. And if the same guy brings peace to Asia, can you imagine? Yeah. He's a sleeping son of a bitch. What does that mean? <laughs> and one of the cultural... One of the cultural... One of the cultural events Armstrong and Getty like to cover each and every year happened last night. The Metropolitan Museum of Arts Costume Institute in New York City. What did you wear? I was so proud of the fact that we had not mentioned this New York-focused story the whole morning. Rihanna, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Katy Perry, some of the celebrities who stood out at the Met Gala. Now, Katy Perry did the most because, of course, she did. She had these gigantic... Like angel wings. Right. That looks, okay, admittedly, if you're taking photos on the red carpet, okay, that looks very, very whatever you're trying to do. But the images (laughs) and the videos of her actually trying to navigate through the crowded party with these gigantic, like, five-foot wingspan wings on is hilarious. And they were, like, eight feet high, too. Yeah. So, I mean, you couldn't go in any building. You couldn't, certainly couldn't get on an elevator. Right. Boy, the getting attention for your look (laughs) game would be very tiring. And uh, on her way to the event, she was riding in a vintage uh, convertible, and apparently the convertible stalled. It got stuck in the crowd for a while. Wow, she could fly. Just flap her giant wings. And one other person was there, another couple, power couple. Tesla CEO Elon Musk made his first public appearance with his new girlfriend, 30-year-old electronica musician Grimes. They walked the red carpet arm-in-arm, Musk dressed as a suave priest in a white and black tuxedo, and Grimes in a gothy glam lace-up boots and corseted Why are you reading this to us? What what has become of the show? (laughs) Wrap it up! (laughs) There's nothing wrong with the short newscast. There you go! (laughs) That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. The Met Gala, please. (laughs) Tom Brady looked like a guy you hire for uh, to do magic at a last-minute party. (laughs) what it's worth. <laughs> and if you do want to check out the visuals, go to armstrongandgetty.com. It That's is worth knowing. seeing. I mean, it's, yes. it's right out of yes. the uh, the capital of the Hunger Games. I mean, it's just bizarre world where super rich people spend tens of thousands of dollars to hire up the craziest, wackadooest, Marie Antoinette costumes they can. 
and then trot around and look at each other and congratulate each other. Meanwhile, the cable news channels are discussing the anonymous report that Trump's unhappy with Giuliani. So a maybe not true story about a about a drama that it's hard to figure out what the significance of is. Right. I, I don't even know what's going on anymore. <laughs> We're not a serious people. <sighs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Well, check this out. Uh, Starting this week, every fast food chain in America has to post calorie counts on their menus. You can tell people are confused because today they just read the menu like, uh, I'll have the Whopper 3000. What's that? (laughs) Sounds great. Sounds delicious. Let's get two Whopper 3000s. The future's here. I've heard conflicting studies. I keep hearing that it hasn't really changed choices much. I know it has with me personally. It I has with me, too. I don't know if it if it has overall, and there's the claim that it's cost restaurants money to you know to have to look it up and post it and that sort of stuff. Yeah, I think if people wanted that, the restaurants would give it to them. I hate the government being involved in it. Sure. But I, I, I like the information being there. I'll think, you know what, I'm going to get the chicken fried steak and gravy. Oh, it's 2,000 calories. Maybe yeah. I won't get that. Right? I only look at it from a purely value point. Huh. Now I compare <laughs> like the money that I'm spending to the calories that I'm eating, and I want that to be the best ratio possible for me on the side of most <laughs> calories per dollar. It's a very practical, biological way to look at it. Really? Really? I'm buying calories. Yeah. So uh, there are thousands and thousands of people all over the uh, all over California who are having to cancel chemotherapy uh, appointments and the rest of it is hospital service workers with the UC hospital system are on strike after more than a year of negotiations the patient care and service workers represented by a union with far too many letters and numbers rejected the university's last and best offer of 3% across the board wage increases for the next four years, each year, and a prorated lump sum payment of 750 bucks, The negotiators want 6%, a freeze on health care premiums, and job security. And eliminating contracting out jobs for which its members are trained. Well, good luck with that. The UC said in a statement, the UC, of course, spends money like they get it from the taxpayers. And they don't care about it because it's not their money said the union leaders are demanding a nearly 20% raise over three years, twice what other UC employees have received. Labor is the single biggest expense in the UC's budget, and the union workers are already paid at or above market rates. Ah, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Here's what the executive director of the union replies. Plus, do they have a pension or anything like that? I don't know. I doubt it. I don't know. <clears throat> but... Um, how many buzzwords that don't mean anything can you pick out here? It's like a word search. What we're out here striking for is to raise the issue of inequality in the university. We want equality of pay. That's a nice, that's a, one of those buzzwords that you hear. Equality. Who's against equality? Only racist and bad people. So you on that one. All the people who are on the strike line today are people of color. No, they're not. I've seen the, the, the freaking lines. Largely immigrants. Ah, so it's racism. If they can't get a bigger raise on top of the 3% every year for the next four years, which I think all of us would take. And 
They're asking for basic fairness. Oh, wait a minute. Unless you're for unfairness, you can't argue with her. Uh, And to ensure that the inequality they see at the university, whatever that is, doesn't lead to further outsourcing of their jobs. Outsourcing is a good one, too. That's a mushmash of of buzzwords. That's all that is. I'm getting numb to the being stolen from as a taxpayer. Now, I'm certainly getting Which is numb not good. to that. What we're asking for is wage equality. Of, of, of what? Of whom? What do you mean equality? If you, if you can get people to, you know, clean the trays in the lunchroom at a hospital for eight fifty an hour and they do a good job, why would you pay nine fifty? Because of pay equality and basic fairness. All right. Ignore economics if you want. But it's too expensive for these people to live. In the Bay Area, for instance, or San Diego. Do what I did, move. God, this utopian lack of connection with reality is just amazing to me. Do, I have a right to live where I want to live. And I always had no, the same question. The person who wrote that, do they, do they believe that stuff? Or are they just trying to get the most they can for theirs and they know it's horse crap? If I'm heading up this AFS... AFSCME 3299 Union. I'm throwing that crap out there as fast as I can manufacture it because so many people fall for that. They hear, oh, wait a minute, it's people of color, immigrants. So this is, I know intersectionality. This is a race issue, really. It's about the exploitation by white people of, wait a minute, they inequality. There's pay inequality. I'm for pay equality. Basic fairness. How can you be against fairness? And so, having not comprehended a single word that this uh, Liz Perlman woman has said, they're in favor of her. So, yeah, I'd, I'd chuck as much of that against the wall as I could get to stick. Rising health care premiums and limited retirement plan choices for future workers are also big issues of concern for everyone. But again, you know what? If your union represents those workers and wants them to have like no increases in healthcare costs for three, four years. Good luck getting that. If I'm running the UC system, I'm firing all of you. No. If if I can find people to do the job for less well, or for what I just offered your union, obviously, I'm hiring them. Hey kids, it's that time again. With Armstrong and Getty. Ah, family friendly. I like it. Hmm, we should get that magician, mag- magician Tom Brady to come make balloon animals. <laughs> Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody. Michelangelo, what's your final thought? Well, I'm still working on it, actually. It's about a four-way stop. So far, I've got, uh, you point outside to your right window, point at that driver, then you go to the left side and point at that driver, and then when you drive straight ahead, you honk three times and go. That's the law. Follow it. Marshall Phillips, your final thought. Well, i got to tell you again, it's my birthday month, and this week I welcomed in a new member to the Phillips family, a new couch. (laughs) We'll post a picture of it on armstrongandgetty.com. Boy, I tell you, talk about your clickbait. Wow, a picture of a couch. The proud father of a new couch. You're going to break the internet. Positive Sean, final thought. Now, you you two and anybody else in this room is not really going to know what most of these words are, but to the cool kids out in the audience, Fortnite is doing a crossover event with the Avengers Infinity War release where you can play as Thanos and wield the Infinity Gauntlet. Play with me today. Follow me on Twitter, at Positive Sean on Twitter. We can all play the video game together. Maybe you, too, can become the powerful like Thanos. 
I didn't really listen to that. Did you, Jack? Uh, Jack, your final thought? The three things you need to stop saying in presentations. I liked this list. Ha, 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 ha. I'm so nervous. Sorry if you can't read this slide very well. And I went over time, so we'll have to skip the Q&A. Stop saying those three things that get said at every presentation. Oh, man, I'm out of time. My final thought was going to be that the training director of the Police Canine Academy in Illinois claims that if the state legalizes marijuana, they'll have to euthanize all their pot-sniffing dogs. Wow. I I don't think you will. (laughs) It's the only option. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. Sell them to potheads who laugh every time their dog sniffs their pot and barks. Are you kidding? You can get a thousand bucks apiece for them. See you tomorrow. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity. And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you and good night. But the show's over. What? Bye bye. Meanwhile, another man broke a world record by eating at Long John Silver's twice. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.